Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. So you may remember a couple of weeks ago that we had a gentleman in from the county council, the manager of the website and digital, digital team at Northamptonshire County Council. That was Richard Beards, and he's also the project manager for Digital Northampton. And Richard told us about an event that was coming up and was actually held on the, uh, I think, 12th of June, a week, um, a week or so ago, um, called Merged Futures. Well, I'm glad to say Richard's back in the studio, as promised, to tell us a little bit about how the event went. Uh, event went and uh, joined by Ken Punter, who is in his day job a director of Opidium Limited, a marketing and consulting um, specializing in marketing consultancy, specializing in digital marketing, and also a, um, to be a new presenter on NLive Radio starting tomorrow, Wednesday the 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. with a show called The Digital Northampton Show. So it's a great pleasure to have you both on. Richard, perhaps you can start by telling us how your Merged Futures event went. Yeah, it was uh, really positive, really good. So we had in the end 500 people sign up for the event. Um, in the end, it was a six hour virtual event across three Zoom rooms. We had 12 sessions covering all different kinds of um, technology talks. And it was, it was fantastic, really. The feedback and engagement on the day was really good. That was my one concern about it being a virtual event. Would people join in? Would it be static? But we had a chat room all day. Uh, loads of people were chipping in things, commenting, discussing amongst themselves. Social media was really busy as well. So, no, it's, uh, it couldn't have gone better, really. It sounds brilliant. So you're saying 500 people. Now, this was um, sort of local. Was it international as far as Daventry or you know, was it further <laughs> afield? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the, uh, the benefit of it being a virtual event. Obviously, anyone all around the world could, um, could sign up. So in advance of the event, Dr. Ali uh, Shabazz from the University of Northampton, he's a lecturer there, in their IT side. He shared it with his network. So we ended up with 20 people signing up from the University of Baghdad in Iraq. Um, they joined in the, um, the chat. They were really interested in the cybersecurity event. Uh, the first person we spoke to on the day uh, was a guy called Jan from Tokyo. Um, he uh, works in a, as a software engineer over there, coding campus, and he was really uh, interested in one of the talks, uh, WebXR, State of Art, in the afternoon. Um, so he, he was here for that event, but um, he stayed for the whole day. So we had people all over, really. He uh, brought his following. That talker there was from Italy. Uh, we had people from Italy there, people from America. So it was a real international event for putting Northamptonshire tech on the map um, across the world. That's brilliant. Did you get enough from Northampton and Northamptonshire then? Yeah, absolutely. We still had our hardcore um, following that came, uh, that come to all of our events. They were really good on the chat on the day. And by just bringing different speakers in, they brought their own networks as well. So it really showed the power of social media. Um, the majority of the advertising is all done on Twitter. So to reach Tokyo in America was brilliant, but we still retained our core um, local audience as well. So really pleased with both aspects. Well, excellent indeed. Well, you mentioned there the speakers, and um, I think Ken was one of your speakers uh, talking on a topic 
death of social media. So here to introduce Ken Punter to NLive Radio and get used to his voice, because you're going to be hearing a lot more of it, is, um, is Ken Punter. Ken, yeah, tell us a bit about death of social media. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks for having me on. Uh, death of social media, it's important to point out there's a question mark at the end of that. Ah, so um, really, it's going back uh, a couple of years, um, about April, May 2018, and that was the time when the Cambridge Analytica data scandal broke. Um, and I think, although there have been some disquiet from people in the know around um, social media, use of data, and, and some other bits and pieces, that was the time when it really sort of hit the public consciousness. Um, and so death of social media is really looking at from various angles around social media over the last couple of years and is it still an effective place um, for organizations from whichever sector to reach their audience so that's what I do I have a, have a look at all the issues and then speak about changes that are happening and then finish on how do you reach your audience so that's what that is so what was your conclusion is social media dead which probably has an impact on your consultancy or um, <laughs> yeah. has it still got a role to play no, it absolutely isn't dead, but it's, it really has gone through a revolution. And I use an analogy of, um, say, if you can cast your mind, well, not cast your mind back, but if you look in the history books and uh, we want to, um, if we wanted to meet up with people during, say, the medieval period, we all went to the market square. That's where we exchanged news. That's where we sold products, bought products. And then if you fast forward to the, into the age of enlightenment, people started to break off into their different groups and places and spaces. And that's similar to social media. It started off, we're all in the same place, talking in the same area. That would be the market square. And then in the Enlightenment, people went off into things like coffee houses to talk politics or, or do particular types of business. So what's happening in social media is people are fragmenting. So it could be that we've definitely got more people going onto Facebook than ever before, but they're all going into Facebook groups rather than being all in the same space and place. And, and we're finding that in, in lots, of, lots of different ways. So that's the real takeaway is that, if you want to engage with an audience, they, they're going to be on social media, it's still growing, still important, but they're not going to be all in, in one mass group that you're going to have to go off and find them in their, in their own special area. So you need to know a lot about them, what motivates them, what they're interested in. That's how you find them. So that's, I that's it. I, I love the parallel, historical parallel there. So really, it's breaking into shared interest groups. Is there any risk in that, that people are going to, you know, like having the news tailored to what you want and what you like and what your previously held beliefs were rather than, uh, so is it going to close minds rather than open minds? That's a really good question. And I think, it, I think it can do both. So I think, yes, we, we, we can see that already. And I think to an extent, um, if, if I, you know, cast my mind back to say the 1970s, 1980s, people bought a particular newspaper because that reflected their own particular view. So I think we've always been prone to that. We've always wanted to go and be with people who think similarly to us. And because in a sense, that's quite comforting and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but what we've found in this digital age is that it just becomes much more pronounced. So yeah, absolutely. I think there is a, a real danger of being in um, what can be called the echo chamber. Um, and only hearing the things you want to hear. But by the same token, it's much easier to travel around and find new places and spaces. And I think we just have to prompt ourselves to do that. Mm. And, and it, it's, um, but it helps the marketing process, right? Because you can clearly identify the target group that you do want to talk to. Yeah, that's a really good point. And because what, what then happens from a marketing point of view is that uh, your audiences are self-segmenting. They're putting themselves into groups um of interest and so yeah that's a that's a really good point 
the the tricky thing is from a brand point of view or from a uh, an organizational point of view it's quite hard to get in there because often that those groups uh, they're about individuals and personalities and to get in there um, is quite tricky mm. tell us then um, just to change the subject a little bit about the new show the Digi- digital northampton show Yes, well, it's it's a it's a great opportunity, and I think what what one thing that's really there's a word I keep hearing um, since the lockdown, and that's um, that or, or the effect it's had. It's an accelerant. So it's an idea we've had for a while. Uh, we were thinking of expanding um, sort of physical networking, having uh, there's early bird sessions already in Merge Futures once a year, but we were thinking about doing perhaps some evening things as well. And we did have in mind to do either radio or podcast, um, and then with the lockdown, it just really put everything on its head accelerated it so it's really just an expression of what digital northampton is already we we're speaking to people who are very technical very into digital and other people it may only be on the periphery of their world it's for all sectors um, and we're trying to we're trying to have a mission of make it jargon free or if we do stray into jargon to explain what the words mean that, that's our aim anyway <laughs> well, interesting you use the word uh, jargon there, because I was going to say, firstly, I, uh, I, I, it's lovely to have the compliment to my own show, Open for Business. Secondly, as an old man, um, I'm a digital, what's the word, a digital immigrant, whereas uh, you and um, many others of your listeners will be digital natives, I would expect. So there's a nice synergy there, I think. Um, is, is that Richard Beard's going to be on the show then? Richard? Yeah, uh, I think Ken's already recorded me. So obviously Ken's got final edit. So uh, how long I'll be on for, I'm not sure. But um, I've done my recording for the first one to, to kick it off and explain what Digital North Apple is. But just to build on what Ken said there, that's the whole ethos of what we're trying to do is to get more people involved in this. So it's not just a tiny little group that's putting on these events. We want people across the county who are really interested in tech and the world they're in or how it works for them. To, to do their own things, you know, put their own podcast together. The radio show is a great extension of that. So it's not always us doing all of the work and putting all these events on. Lots of other people do things and then we can start to promote that. And um, it just shows how much, how much breadth there is out there and things around digital and the digital community. And we're there to promote that. So the more people that get involved and, and want to actually put action into it, uh, the better for us. No, it's a great initiative. But um, so, so, um, Ken, are you going to be the sole presenter or, you know, will you, as you say, you'll share perhaps some of the workload, but I would imagine Richard will be on quite frequently now. Yes, we, we, yeah, absolutely. So um, where, where I am the sole presenter, I just want to make sure that it's, uh, it's sort of interview based and we give whoever's on as much time to talk as possible. And I'll ask a few questions. What I'm really interested though, is getting panels and getting people from different backgrounds. So one idea is to have, someone from a a teacher from a primary school, a secondary school, a lecturer from uh, college and uh, one of the academics from university and talk about uh, distance learning or e-learning and to have it from different perspectives. So I I like the idea of of panels, particularly from different sectors and look at something and examine it in in the round. So, uh, So not my voice all the time at all. Mm, No, I think it's a very exciting uh, concept. Are you going to have any music on the show? Now, now you've got me stumped. So it's so it's joint joint production there. I uh, I'm not taking charge of any music. So I believe there will be music on the show, and uh, and that's being dealt with by Endlife. Well, you probably need to know that Northampton has had its fill probably of ABBA and Tom Jones, which are my favourites. But you never know. Perhaps I'm misunderestimating, you know, the the demand. No, I must say I I enjoy choosing the music. 
to go on this show. We, we, because we have longer interviews, we, we have less music, but I do try to <clears throat> make it fit or have some connection. So um, yeah, don't, don't um, abdicate from that because it can be a lot of fun uh, each week, even though a little bit of extra work. All right. Not so at all. <laughs> Not at all. If you hear more two-tone, you'll know that I'm having some influence, but that may just, <laughs> that just may be for me. Do you have a free choice on that, Adrian, of what music you play? Um, yes. Not, well, they, they, interestingly, and maybe the listeners might like to know this, you have a program that's preloaded with the music, okay? And there's a balance between modern and, and um, older ones, etc., etc. And I think there's some commitment across the week that, you know, they've got to play certain types of music in certain types of proportions. But ever since I've started this show, um, I have been given quite a lot of free hand in terms of the music choices to the point pretty much I think I choose all the songs um, and make them try to make them very upbeat the sort of songs you you know you like driving to yeah right. upbeat True. catchy and and fits the mood of the um, of the show so yes ask Martin Steers the station manager I'm sure he'd be more than happy to oblige right um, Let's move on then. So just uh, tell us a little bit more about Epidium, Ken, and, um, you know, the sort of uh, geographic coverage and the sort of client base that you're serving. Yeah, so Epidium, I started it less than, a, well, I started 18 months ago, but I was still, I still worked at the University of Warwick. I worked in their marketing department and I was working part-time on Epidium and, and my role there. And then July last year, that was 2019, um, I started full-time at Epidium. So what, what I'm... What I seek to do, and the death of social media is really a, a sort of a, a platform, if you like, is to talk more about planning and purpose. When it comes to, to doing the social media, lots of organisations have got people who, who know how to very proficient at using Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and, and others. But, but sometimes it can be missed about who are you trying to reach and what do you want them to do? Or how would you like them to respond? So Epidium is about uh, planning and thinking and doing that, that bit up front um, and also helping people to create you know, we, the, the jargon now is about content marketing, which is really trying to make interesting content. There are ways and, and um, techniques and sources of information that people can use, which don't take a lot of time, but are of interest to their audience. So Opidium is really about that planning thinking bit at the, at the front. I, I work a lot with universities, given, given my background, but actually this is something that, that works for a, for a number of uh, sectors as well. So I do work cross-sector and I've got a specialism around higher education. Mm. And if people want to know more, um, what's the website and how do they contact you? So um, the, I'd say the best way to contact me is on LinkedIn. And there aren't many Ken punters on there, fortunately. So it's K-E-N-P-U-N-T-E-R on LinkedIn. I'm the one that's in, uh, in Northamptonshire. Um, that's the best way. And the website is Epidium. Um, it's O-P-P-I-D. IUM, but I think LinkedIn search for Ken Punt is probably easiest. Okay, it's opidium.com or .co.uk? Opidium.com and .co.uk. All right, great. Thank you very much. And well, good luck with the new show. Um, Richard, Thank you. tell us then a little bit about what you're, you know, you want to do next with Digital Northampton other than the show and um, where the sort of businesses you'd like to attract. Yeah, so we're planning our next um, program really for the next 12 months. So we're going to start up doing our events each month, uh, obviously virtual events, and we'll pick different businesses uh, to come and present, talk about the technology they're using. Um, so we used to do that before with physical events once a month. So it will replace those, but it gives us a bit of freedom to play with the flexibility of that. But like Ken said about the panel discussion, I think what people really enjoy is their in interactivity and engagement. We had so much chat 
during Merge Futures on Friday, people want to get involved. And we had a, a final panel discussion at the end of the day talking about collaboration. So I think the more we can bring people in to talk about what they're doing, that brings businesses in. So we're really keen to get some of the big, bigger businesses across Northamptonshire, their innovation teams, uh, their HR teams, digital teams involved in what we're doing. So they can come and present, talk about what they're doing, meet some of the local businesses we've got and kind of encourage that local digital supply chain. Mm. And how do um, businesses get in touch with you and sign up for Digital Northampton? Uh, basically Twitter or LinkedIn at Digi Northampton or just using the website uh, digitalnorthampton.com. And then the next, um, hopefully the next thing we're kicking off is uh, a careers um, kind of Zoom uh, meetup. So we're hoping a, a lady called Christina Collins is a careers advisor. She's really passionate about careers advice. Um, she's going to do a show for us, um, probably bi-weekly, that goes into schools where schools can sign up and students can sign up. And it's all about careers advice, but she'll be interviewing different people around the tech community that, that we've met to understand how they got into tech. Uh, their career pathways, skills you need to, to give the kids in school a real insight into what is local and how best to get into these, um, these careers. Well, perhaps you can introduce me to Christina. We'll get her on the show as part of our chain reaction. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Link, if you wouldn't mind doing that. All right. Well, <clears throat> gentlemen, thank you very much indeed for taking the time and trouble to come on the show. Um, I really think it's, it's a very important and, and exciting initiative on, on many fronts. And certainly with the show, um, the Digital Northampton show, which starts on NLive Radio 106.9 FM tomorrow, Wednesday evening, 7 to 9 p.m. You can listen to it as well digitally on nliveradio.com. And I'm sure there'll be a listen again function. And that show, I believe, is fortnightly. Is that right, uh, Ken? That's right. Yes, that's correct. Well, once again, good luck with the new show. Richard, good luck with um, Digital Northampton. Certainly, uh, you know, I've learned a lot and I'll be encouraging my networks to get involved with you indeed and hopefully we'll have you on the show um again very soon and you never know perhaps perhaps ken will invite me on his show one of these days even though i know you know very little about uh, it and digital stuff but anyway yeah, once again, absolutely that'd be great that'd be really good thanks very much to you. thanks very much to you both take care. thanks adrian cheers bye. bye cheers thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed that interview there are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.